Hi, everybody. My name is Jack Conti. By the way, these are really good. They're in the back. Ginger, cashew, spice. I was kind of turned off by the name, but it's actually really tasty. I highly recommend. So I was asked to give a production lesson, just a little bit about how I produce music and what I do and my workflow and process. I kind of want to tailor this to be whatever it is that you guys need. I've spent the last like two years diving into electronic music production and you know, I've made everything from like bro step style, dirty wobble bass drops to indie rock with my beautiful girlfriend here, Natalie, with Pomplamoose, to, you know, like Radiohead style ambient noise music. I enjoy it all. I like it all. And it's, it's how I've, I've made my living up to now is, is being a producer and, you know, being a musician, selling my my music on, on iTunes and licensing to companies and things like that. So just raise your hand if you're a musician. Who's a musician? Great. And how many people produce music with like software working with DAWs? Like, okay, how many people are on Pro Tools? Ableton? Logic? Fruity Loops? Okay. Cakewalk? Others? How many people use other DAWs? Cubase. Cool. Great. Okay. So this is Ableton. I switched to Ableton about 10 months ago, maybe, almost a year ago. Before that, I was using Pro Tools. I still use Pro Tools, and I like it. Ableton sort of was a little bit better for electronic music for me, and I've grown to just love it. I think it's really exceptional software. I'm going to sh show you a few things that I just really dig about it. But a lot of DJs and electronic musicians are using it now, and there's a very clear set of tools that make it kind of a great choice for that. Anyway, before we kind of start, I'm, I'm interested to hear, just like shout out, like, why are you guys here? What do you want to learn? What are you interested in getting out of today? What, what do you want to know? Just shout it out. Big bass sounds. Okay, cool. Bass? More? Anything? Is it just general production ideas? Okay. Okay. Okay, great. Cool. How many people are familiar? I just want to get like a sense of who you guys, how many people are familiar with like compression and EQ? How many people need help with compression and EQ? Okay. So like maybe should we spend a little bit of time on compression and EQ? Yes? Okay. Let's, let's work on big bass sounds. Let's work on, to start big bass sounds, I want to introduce everybody to a process called semi-modular synthesis. That'll lead us into big bass sounds. It's incredibly powerful. How many people are interested in producing synthesized sounds? Okay, and combining it with maybe acoustic instruments and that kind of stuff? Okay, let's, let's talk a little bit about synthesis. I think that's a good way to kick it off. It's extremely interesting and awesome. So you can see my computer up there, I believe. This is a MIDI clip that I made. It's just um, like a three-part, almost like a box-style chorale, but like with a video game type melody. So I'm just going to play this for you guys so you can hear what this sounds like. Oh, hang on a second. Let me bring up my modular synthesizer. This is a semi-modular synth, is what I'm using here, and I'll explain what I'm doing in a second. But first... So there's the, there's the arrangement. It's three voices, these three melodies. 
And these, this is a, a MIDI. How many people are familiar with this? This is like a MIDI interface. I can yeah, put in MIDI notes. Great. I'm not going to explain that. So let me explain what's going on with semi-modular synthesis. Is this a term people have heard, semi-modular synthesis? Yeah? OK. I'll explain this. So this here, this is an oscillator. This is an oscillator. This is an oscillator. Three oscillators. That means they go like this. That's how sound is made, right? Your vocal cords are just vibrating. Each of these things controls one vibration. I can turn them on or off by pressing the on or off buttons here. This is a, a program called Massive, and I'm, it's incredibly powerful. I've fallen in love with it over the last year. And uh, if you want to make big bass sounds or any sounds, really, we'll just spend a couple minutes. I'll show you some incredible things that you can do with Massive and, and how diverse and powerful it is. So first, I'm going to explain a little bit about what you can do. So this is an oscillator. I can change the tone of the oscillator. That's like more of a square. Okay, I can pick different oscillators. Change the tone of those. So you have all these options here, and some of them sound really cool. You can get kind of bell-like textures. Okay, envelopes. Who, who's heard the term envelope in music? Yeah, and you guys know what that is? Who's like, who feels comfortable with envelopes? Okay, let's talk about what an envelope is. An envelope is a shape that you put on anything. You can put it on the amplitude of the curve, the volume. So watch this. If I just play my arrangement without any envelopes on the amplitude, in other words, the volume of each note, it sounds like this. Ah, let's get a better wave here. The computer gets to the note, uh, it plays the note, it stops. It's playing the entire note. If we use an envelope, I'm going to drag an envelope. This is just a envelope. I'm dragging it onto the amplitude, and I'm going to shape the envelope. I'm going to say, instead of turning on the note right away, watch what happens when I drag up the attack time. I say, fade into the note. Bring the volume up gradually, right? You can see the... See the attack time? Now listen to the arrangement. Does everybody hear how that's changing? The, the, so that's, that's what the envelope is doing to the amplitude of, of each note. I can lower the attack time. Now the attack is really snappy. Okay, now I can change the, the decay time. Listen to what happens when I change the decay time. Right? Okay, I can also change the level. So now instead of going all the way down, it's coming down halfway. More. So now it's a little bit of a pop and then coming down, right? Or I can bring it up all the way. Okay, does everybody feel like they understand what an envelope is doing now? Okay, great. So the cool thing is you can apply envelopes to anything, not just amplitude. And Massive lets me drag this envelope onto literally any of, of these data points. So I can drag envelope onto waveform position. Now listen to how that changes the sound here.
you can be creative with how you adjust this. Okay, here's a sound that appears a lot in like Daft Punk and, and other style sounds. So I'm going to create a filter. By the way, semi-modular synthesizer is, three, is sort of three, four parts. There's oscillators, which are this guy, this guy, and this guy. Then there's filters, which are this guy and this guy. Those are just EQ, right? Filter is just, this is a filter. Everybody hear that? And then I can change the resonance of the filter. That starts to sound kind of daft punky. They do, they do very high resonance filtering a lot of the time. Okay, now if I drag an envelope onto the cutoff point for the filter, who can guess what that's going to sound like? This is actually really cool. What, yeah, it's, what, what, what does it sound like? Sure, great. And you can, you can either open or close. Let's start with opening the filter as the note starts. It's going to start really dark sounding, and then it's going to get bright. Okay, let me change this here. Now let's go the other way. Let's move the envelope the other way. We're going to close the filter. Actually, it's backwards. This is opening the filter. Okay, so you might think like all you can get are these like cheesy electronic sounds basically with the semi-modular synth. But if you layer effects and things on top of it, you can actually get some really incredibly organic results, especially if you do what's called resampling, which is where you record a piece of audio and then screw with it and then do more stuff to it. So you can generate tones with this and then add other effects, grunge, amp simulations, stuff like that on top of it. Just to give you a sense of, of the power of a program like this, I'm going to show you very quickly. I'm, I'm just going to design a kick drum in this program. You can design kick drums. I can make a violin type sounding thing, a classic like rave dubstepy kind of synth. Let's do a kick drum first. I think that's so a kick drum, when you hit a drum, it starts with a high pitch, and then as the head of the drum gets compressed and decompresses, the pitch lowers. So you get this kind of ooh kind of sound. That's the basis of that that's the tonal basis of a drum. So we know our pitch is going from high to low. So I'm going to drag an envelope right here. I'm going to drag this envelope onto our pitch, and I'm going to make the pitch go ooh, down. Okay. So first, let me create a, just a note here that's going to act as our, our drum. I'm going to create a low note because it's a kick drum. Okay. Now, let's play this note. Okay. Doesn't sound like a kick drum yet. So let's change this to a sine wave, just a pure tone. Okay, that's a low note playing. It kind of sounds like a kick drum because it's low, but... Okay, sort of sounds like a bass. Let's put an envelope on the amplitude. So we want it to go... Ooh, ooh. So I'm going to adjust the amplitude envelope, drag it up here. Okay, I'm going to make it attack right away. Ooh and then fade slowly. So I'm going to make it decay. Okay, we're getting to a drum. Okay, we're getting close. Okay, now I'm going to change the decay a little bit. Now I want it to go, ooh. <laughs> I want it to 
start a little high and then swoop down. So I'm going to have it start high. Let's have it start really high so you can see what it sounds like. Now I want it to decay quicker than that. Okay, we're starting to sound more like a kick drum. I'm going to change my, my amplitude envelope to decay a little quicker. Okay, we're getting there, and I'm going to swoop a little bit less. Okay, now I'm going to add a little bit of white noise at the beginning to simulate a beater hitting a kick drum. Just a little bit of white noise, not a lot. Here's some white noise on amplitude. So there's often a noise, this thing at the lower left is a, a, a noise oscillator. Okay, so let's make that decay really quickly. Drag this down. Okay, hang on, a little bit quieter. A little quicker. Okay, we're, we're pretty close, thank you. We're pretty close to, to a kick drum now. I mean, we could, we could make further adjustments, but just for, for purposes of this here, maybe I'll drag this down just slightly, decay time. Okay, now let's make a snare drum. So snare drum is going to be very similar because it's, like it's like a drum. Yeah, okay, here's a new track. It's just like a kick drum. I'm going to take this instance of Massive and drag it on here. Okay, so this is my new track now. I'm just going to raise the pitch for a snare drum. Boom. And I'm going to add the white noise. I'm going to make the white noise last longer. So I'm going to turn my decay time up. Pretty close to a snare. Okay, now we're going to add a little bit of reverb, put it in a little bit of a room, turn our size down, color. Okay, we're getting pretty close to a snare now. Okay, and we got some really lame, cheesy drummer doing a halftime thing. Okay, hang on. Great. I mean, that almost sounds like a kick. Okay, now this is all, by the way, the same program that I'm using to design these wobble bass sounds, right? So semi-modular synthesis is, like, incredibly, incredibly powerful. You can make all different kinds of noises. Just very quickly, I'm going to go from this, literally from this sound, just because I want you guys to, to see how powerful semi-modular synthesis is here. I'm going to go from this sound to a violin sound in just like a less than a minute. And I'll show you, I'll explain everything that I'm doing along the way. So there's our kick drum, right? I'm going to just change our kick drum into a violin. So first of all, I'm going to raise the pitch. Okay, then I'm going to change my amplitude decay. So I'm going to make our amplitude decay go way up. Okay, now I'm going to get rid of my swooping. I'm going to get rid of my white noise attack. I'm going to make our attack for the amplitude of the violin gradually swell up. Okay, now I'm going to add multiple voices playing the same note. So here's multiple voices, oscillators starting at different points, playing the same note. Okay, and I'm going to add a little bit of chorusy effect. Okay, I'm going to just gradually increase this. Okay, now I'm going to add a little bit of chorus, actual chorus to this. Okay, I'm also going to add another oscillator that's going to be one octave higher. So 39 plus 12, help me out here. Uh, 
51, right? Okay, thank you. I'm a musician. All right. Okay, so that's our other oscillator, and I'm going to add the same amplitude envelope here. Okay, now I'm going to put a little bit of chorus on that. Uh, chorus ensemble. Okay, now let's put some reverb on it. Just make it in a big hall. It's a big violin playing a big Skripinski piece. Almost sounds like a violin. So we just went from kick drum to violin in like a minute and a half. Semi-modular synthesis can do that, and this, this program is, is amazing for that. So yeah, I guess the point of that is learn this stuff. Like It takes some time to like sit down and really understand like envelopes and, and LFOs and, and that kind of stuff, but it is so powerful. And, and within a few months, like you'll be able to envision a sound and sit down and make it. Like You'll be able to hear a sound on a record and just go make that sound. So like, well, I don't want to spend more time making sounds. Let's, let's cover other facets of production, but semi-modular synthesis is amazing. So we only have a few minutes left here, about 10 minutes left. So should we talk about making big bass sounds, compression, what are we, big bass sounds? Big bass, okay. I'm going to use the same program then, big bass sounds, okay. The first thing like, about big bass is, and this was a mistake I made early on in production, there's two kinds of big bass. There's grunge bass, I think of it this way, there's grunge bass and then there's sub bass. Huge bass, making something that makes the audience poop, is like, you have to have like a lot of sub bass. That's like really important. And I made that mistake early on, I was making these really gnarly, distorted kind of basses, which end up sounding smaller than, than you really intend them to sound. So I think of that grunge bass as literally just coloring your sub bass. Finally, in my productions, what I do now is I turn my sub bass like up all the way. My sub bass is way at the top. And then I have my grunge basses just like maybe down 10 dB or 7 dB, just coloring what the sub bass sounds like. And it actually changes your entire perception of what the bass sounds like. Let's talk about sub bass here. Sub bass I think the best way to make just a clean sub-bass is a sine wave at a really low frequency. So the lowest audible note that you can hear, depending on, on your speakers, is going to be... Let's see where it is in this room. It's different, by the way, on every set of speakers. So, but I can tell you it's around like G0. If you have a subwoofer, then you can go down to like a C0 or a B0. Like if you're, at a, if you're in an in a electronic concert they're sometimes playing like a c0 which is that's like the chest hurting kind of bass so here's what a g0 sounds like on this speaker system i don't know if there's a sub here okay let's turn this into a sine wave so you can barely hear that really now if we had a sub you'd be able to hear it let's see where we can hear it take a note Drag it around, there's an F1, here's an E1. Okay, we can still hear an E1, it's a little quieter. E flat one. That's like hard to hear. So I'm gonna use F1. That's first step. Now you can make grungy stuff on top of that. So here's, I guess I'm gonna show you, let me, let me drag a um, pre-made set here. Here's another thing I like about Ableton. So he, this is a clip that I made. When I drag this clip, onto my editing 
I don't know what this is called, whatever this window is called. You can see it comes with plugins. Here's a massive plugin and guitar rig. And you can just, if I make a clip that I like, I can just take this, say, oh, I've changed my settings and I've, I've added some filters and I drag it back in and I name it something else and now I can save that as my new thing. So that's it's a wonderful thing about Ableton. You can save clips with filters for future adjustment. So here's what this sounds like. Okay, so this is kind of this talking bass sort of sound, and here's, here's what it looks like in Massive. I have a combination of LFOs. An LFO is like an envelope that keeps repeating. So instead of just going down, it goes down and then up, down, up, down, up. It's a low-frequency oscillator, and you can change the rate of that LFO. So right now you can hear I've got an envelope on the pitch going, right, it's going down. And I've got a low frequency oscillator on the filters, right? So that's, what make, that's what's making it sound like. Okay, now generally what I do is once I have like a, a sound that I kind of like, I'll show you how I kind of approach building bass sounds. And this is not very glamorous, but I'll make like 20 of them here, and then I adjust my rate. I think one important thing about making big bass sounds is having a lot of filters moving at once. That's going to make something sound like it's talking or like it's very organic sounding. If you have a lot of dynamic sweeping filters, pitch, envelopes, all things happening at once in conjunction. So let me show you what that sounds like. That's me adjusting the rate. I'm going to record that rate movement jump. Great, I have five minutes left. Okay. Here's, here's me recording this, a series of rate movement jumps. Okay, now Ableton marks all of my movements here, and when I play them back, all of my rate movement jumps are recorded. Okay, now as that filter is going. I'm going to put this in a new lane here. I'm going to create, this is guitar rig. So these are some amp filters. Uh, there's this amp filter that's on right now. And then this distortion and this amp. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to adjust my distortion as that other rate is moving. And you can start to hear that sort of sound starts to sound like a dynamic talking kind of thing because there's multiple things moving at once it starts to sound more organic so once I have multiple rate movements mapped out in different lanes I can adjust them if I want but generally what I do at this point is I create an audio track and I just basically want to bus this channel, so I'm going to record from two massive, and I record it as audio. Okay. Now, usually, instead of just recording five of these, I record like 200, and then I find bits and pieces where I, it's some weird mistake, and I'm just like, whoa, that was awesome! And I grab that little bit, and I use that as, as the drop in the song, right? So just some little, like, if it does some crazy talking thing and it sounds like it's saying, fuck you, or whatever, <laughs> then, like, you know, then I'm like, yeah, there's my drop. And so, but it's, like, usually an accident. But so I'll take, like, the first part of, of one chunk, right? 
I'll move that here and I'll take the second part of another one that I like. Usually I'll listen to these first, but you know. And that's kind of the basis for, you know, let me show you what this sound is actually in. Within a production, I know it sounds kind of lame right now, but uh, within a production, I think those sounds actually sound pretty bitchin'. Um, here's, this is a song that I used that exact patch in. I'll fast forward to the drum. <laughs> Vocal samples from Daft Punk and Thrills. Thank you. And then here's, it's all like custom basses and drums and everything. This is that sound coming up. So when you when you mix it in and you add sidechain compression, so you get that kind of pumping and talking, and there's 20 million filters moving at once, your ears just kind of go, "What's happening?" And it sounds overwhelming, right? And and cool. And then if you just juice up the sub bass, that everybody's chest is vibrating. It's just kind of offensive at that point and exciting. <laughs> so yeah, in terms of huge bass, I'd say turn up your sub. Make sure you're just coloring your your basses. I feel like we should. This like requires like. It took two years to like do a lot of this. We need to have a two-hour session on this, but we're about to end. It's 1.30. So make sure you're, you've got your sub-bass loud. Make sure you're just coloring the top of that sub-bass with filters and stuff like this. So what I would do at this point, I drag another sub-bass. I copy the envelope so the sub-bass is... And then I juice up the sub-bass and just leave this thing on top and maybe high-pass it, right? Drop out the bass. So that, and then turn that way down. So it's mostly sub bass that's assaulting you, and then you have this color kind of on top, which is these extra grungy harmonics. Anyway, I'm going to be here for like five minutes, ten minutes, answering questions, so feel free to come up and talk to me and ask me things. I feel like we really didn't cover that much, but I hope this was helpful. And, uh, and yeah, feel free to, to come up and talk with me afterwards. So thank you, everybody. I, I really appreciate you being here.